0: The FM Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black.
1: What's up, guys? It's Sean Blake at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another show, and I'm really excited because this is a fun time of year. Revma is in full swing, and we are excited today because I have two amazing people. Of course, uh, we're here with our friends at Revma, Debbie Kinsel, the new CEO. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. Glad to be here. I'm excited to get into this topic. It's fun to have you here and talk about all the cool stuff coming up. And then I would be remiss if I didn't let everyone know that we have Jim Robinson on from CGP. Hey, buddy. Hey, always good to be on. (laughs) Love the double hands. I love that. Awesome. All right. Well, we are, uh, like I said, we're in this. Mode of getting ready, and I know you are slammed right now. So I appreciate you taking time to do this. This is gonna be a lot of fun, and I think people uh, will appreciate and kind of get a, a an inside glimpse of what's going on. Um, but as a way of getting, getting started for those who may not know who RIFMA is uh, and who you are, if you could give us a little introduction, that'd be awesome.
2: Where do you want me to start? Like from the very beginning? I mean, we're the no, we're the Restaurant we Facility want. Management <laughs> Association. Um, we, our mission is to equip restaurant facility professionals with the tools they need to go further in their career and be able to do their jobs better. Um, you know, when that's that's I've been here almost 15 years, so um, holy I know. smokes! That's so awesome. how time passes. So,
1: you started when you were 20. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wish that was awesome. <laughs> good, good call, Sean. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> We love RIFMA. RIFMA is a great organization. Uh, Jim, you've been in RIFMA a long time now, huh? You know, I don't know
3: how many, ex- exactly how many years we've been in, but uh, we came in as the uh, a tour uh, before we actually started doing the booths and kind of getting involved. So yeah, we've had a lot of fun with RIFMA over the years. It's been an ex- really an outstanding opportunity. One, to connect with clients, spend time with the folks at RIFMA, client base, and even vendors. I mean, it's uh, really a great connection opportunity.
2: Well, I think when I got to yeah. know you was whenever we did uh, Ruth McGibbs in San Diego. Um, so that was like 2015. Whenever I got to know you better. So.
3: Yeah, about seven yeah. years ago now. Yeah, I'm still chair of that uh, organization. That's awesome. And uh, it's uh, been a been a fun
1: journey yeah. for sure. It is really amazing all the the relationships that get formed at events like this. And RIFMA is kind of a unique, to me, it's a unique uh, organization. Uh, You know, the restaurateurs get to come and meet vendors, and vendors uh, get the opportunity to sit down and make, you know, pretty much lifelong business relationships with you guys. Uh, And everyone involved gets the opportunity to just kind of unwind in a way, learn some new stuff, and uh, it's just a really good event. Well, we're excited because this is getting started, and we're going to kind of hop into this. Um, we do have a kind of a tradition, though, uh, on the show. Education, uh, and I know, is dear to your heart from your background. Uh, but we love to talk about what leaders are, are reading right now. Um, we have a firm belief in that, and I'd love to hear whatever book you <laughs>
2: you are able to well, squeeze in your I schedule right now. I normally do read a lot, and hopefully that will be in my near future, after probably the 16th of March, I will resume reading. Uh, But to be honest, we, I've been so busy for the past six months and, and especially the past couple of weeks that I've not started a new book, but I do intend to start one as soon as the conference is over.
1: So the RIFMA Exhibitor Manual. Yes, the RIFMA
2: Exhibitor (laughs) Manual, all the, um, I did read a little bit of Kevin Brown's new book, um, our keynote speaker, um, some of his book for, you know, to kind of get more familiar with him. But, I just haven't had a lot of That's time to really pour myself into a book lately.
1: I get it, man. And that is what a lot of leaders, you know, in organizations do, especially when they're having keynote speakers come in. They really have kinda of hop into what those people are about and understanding them and as you're doing the research. Jim, what what are you reading, buddy? The Great Game of Business. Great Game of Business. I haven't even heard of this one yet
3: yeah that's a good book. Just started it actually the last couple of days but uh i too I'm a big reader. I just finished uh think and grow rich again third time mm. i read the on a bridge version uh I thoroughly enjoy that and I get something out of it every single time i reread it so I just finished that third time but yeah the great uh,
1: the great game of business is the is the new one on the on the deck that's awesome. I will add that to our list and of course we always publish all these things. Um, because it's something that people are really interested in. Um, it gives them a good reading list. And it just seems like the people in facility maintenance uh, and facility management, they love to expand and read and do stuff. Uh, i actually, I'm on a 12 book series for uh, NLP. And it is, is really interesting. Um, it's a mind-body connection. It's, uh, I can't remember the author right now, but I'll put it on the list because it's so darn good. Uh, and it just really kind of helps you connect with other people in communication and understand, you know, what they're saying back to you and the way they're saying it. So it's good. All right, guys. So I think we can all agree that it's, you know, 2022 is is a whole new year, a whole new set of challenges and fun things happening. It's a lot different than last year. Uh, and to say that just things in general are changing pretty quick is kind of an understatement. Uh, apparently, COVID is gone. And all the things that go with it, yeah, Yeah. especially Texas. Like, what's (laughs) that? That never even happened. Um, But this is uh, officially was your your first year as CEO,
2: actually six months. It just happened in September, six
1: months in September. Well, I'd love to hear how it's been for you, because I'm I'm sure it's been a whirlwind of all kinds of amazing
2: things. You know, it's been a little bit crazy, but I have such a great team and, and we all support each other so much. And the board has just been unbelievable through this whole transition. So it really hasn't been all that hard. You know, you have to learn the new things that you didn't have in your old position. But for the most part, it's gone really, really well. Um, we met in January with the board to do a strategic planning session. And so that kind of gave us a roadmap for the next three to five years. And so they're pretty, you know, they're helping me. We have, you know, all their support. So it's it's been fun. It's It's kind of neat to learn something new and different. You know, you think that... You've been here this long, you know all the ins and outs of everything, but every position's different. So, yep, it's like starting all over again. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit.
1: <laughs> oh man, Jim, you have been uh, a CEO for uh, 37 years. Yeah, and I started
3: when I was five. Yeah. When you were five, <laughs> <laughs> 37 years uh, coming up uh, August 19th will be my 37th year of having CGP maintenance construction services.
1: That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. It goes fast, Debbie. So hold on. Because <laughs> it's, it's going to take you for uh, a ride. It's a great experience. Gemma's been through so many different things and uh, haven't been a CEO this long and seen so many different, um, you know, leadership styles come and go, events, world events, plagues, you know, <laughs> you yeah. know all kinds of amazing stuff. Um, so it was exciting to hear, really, kind of what you're going to get into, and I know six months you're just you're just getting started. It's so exciting for you, man. Yeah, it's lots That's of fun. That's cool. It is. So you, um, I mean, you did have a big change this year. Obviously, your background was an educational director, um, and you know, as you're moving from educational director to CEO of RIFMA, how how important was it to to really find Uh, that replacement, you know, what was that process like for you guys?
2: Well, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a little bit of a type A personality. And so since August, I did both jobs um, until January the 3rd when our new person came on. So, you know, I didn't let go of it too easily, um, but we did find the right person. She is young and vibrant and just super go-getter. And she um, was actually kind of a a instructor at A&M in College Station and just has lots of great background. And and I think y'all love her. She's already been to the Chicago event and um, she just stepped right in and went to that. So she got to meet some members and everything, but, and she's doing the conference curriculum for the conference. So I think you'll be really pleased to meet her. She's, her name's Lindsay Randolph. She's great.
1: Lindsay Randolph. Well, we will definitely be looking for her at Yeah, Jim, what, what it was been for you, What's been your biggest hiring challenge throughout your career as a CEO for you?
3: Hiring challenge, I'd say a hiring challenges, well, today it's, it's uniquely different because mm-hmm. of there's lots of parameters, particularly California and some other areas. But uh, yeah, it has been unique on the hiring side, but it's not complex. You just have to evolve. And to your point earlier, 37 years as a CEO it has given me a lot of wisdom But that doesn't change how you have to manage today. What I learned 37 years ago isn't going to get me through this year. This year is significant in the inflation challenges, leadership challenges, and that's new. So even if it's six months or 37 years, it's brand new. And it starts another game today. Like Peyton Manning always says, every play, it's a brand new game. Every play is a brand new game. And that's. And that resonates really well, because even though I'm 37 years, that's great. That just means I got gray hair. But today (laughs) is a very unique today. And so it's unlike the prior 36 years behind me. We have to learn all the time. Inflation today is the biggest thing in the private business. It is an incredible thing that we really have to watch. We have to be fluid in our pricing. We have to be very cognizant of what's happening in society It's much different today than it ever was. So learning today is very different. And we do have a a whole new learn to be had right in front of us.
1: Yeah, I I can't agree more. I I know, Debbie, as you're stepping into the CEO role, role, that it must feel both exciting and also uh, a little scary, (laughs) you know, thing for everyone. How does it feel? You know, you work with your team for... 15 years, right? How does it feel now to be leading that team?
2: Well, you know, um, I'm very blessed with the team that I have because they're all leaders. They really are. And um, we have staff meetings every week where we all tell each other what we're doing. But basically, every single person here just about runs their own department. And we always have each other's back if, the, if one person needs something. But we're, you know, most of us have been here for a long time. I mean, um, I think the least amount is maybe four years, except the two new people that we've hired. So, I mean, you know, we've just got a really seasoned team, I feel like, and, and just, just real good culture. And we all, um, we just all really get along kind of like family, maybe a little too much sometimes, but yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I just, I think RIFMA is a great team.
1: I know from my own personal experience, as you moved into your new role, how excited your yeah. team was. They were really ecstatic. I mean, I had Ryan. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited!" that Debbie's, you know, the CEO. Yeah. She would just go on and on. I love Ryan. She's great.
2: Yeah, hell,
3: I mean, you know, hell, t- we're the out, we're the outside looking in, and we already broke the champagne open, knowing Debbie was coming in. That's oh, it. I
2: love that. Thank you so much. That makes me feel so good. I mean, you <laughs> we're know, excited when Tracy when Tracy retired. It was like those were such huge footsteps to feel. You know, I was just yeah. like, I don't think I can do that, you know. And it probably is that's just, you know, we had worked together forever and I had so much respect for her and it just seemed like such a different level. But what I didn't realize was just how important our culture was and how important it was for all of us to have the same mutual respect for each other. And so it's, it's just been great. It's been a lot of fun and and everybody's been very receptive like you say and very supportive. So um, I think you'll, you'll see such a difference in Nashville from from last year. I mean, I think everybody will have just so much fun. Oof, so much fun. I
1: can already feel the excitement building. Mm-hmm. And we know that the turnout is going to be amazing this year. You know, it's been building and you guys have had, honestly, a good run on shows and timing with all the things that, that happened with COVID yeah. and everything. You really did.
2: It's really funny. So in 2020, we were one of the last shows that happened before the world shut down. That's it. And then you were for us. Yeah. And in 2021, we, you know, fought with ourselves and finally decided to move it to June, you know. And so then we were able to have it in June. And, you know, that wasn't that long ago. So it was a little nerve wracking to plan another conference between June and March. And, um, but I will tell you, we have a little bell. We ring in the office whenever good things happen (laughs) and we set one goal for restaurateur attendance and we rang the bell and then we set another goal and we rang the bell. And so we've exceeded all those expectations. So I think everybody's going to be really excited to be back because there were so many people that had to cancel in 20 and then because of travel restrictions and everything, they didn't get to come in 21 so really, this is about you know two years since a lot of people have even gotten to get together with everybody in person. So we're you know we're thrilled about that.
1: Jim, I know you talk to uh, you know a lot of the attendees and the, and the guests, and you have relationships you've been building with them for years. What you've been hearing from them? Are are they excited? Are they re, they kind of wanting, looking forward to going, or what's kind of I feedback? Think
3: society. I think society as a whole is getting. Uh, one, we've become tolerant of what, what their media and the rhetoric of, you know, what's going on. I think people have kind of lost interest in hearing and falling prey to the stories. And I think people are more interested in creating their own story forward. And because of that, people are coming out of their houses, their, their work from home programs are coming out of that. They're, they want to, we as a people want to be in a community. We want to have tribal connection. That is critical. So I think we're on a we're on the ramp up. I think there's significant opportunity for RFMA to connect in Nashville. I think the crowds are going to be amazing. Yeah. I think people will be one super super connected like probably never before because of this two year thing. You know, in Denver we were about two weeks into COVID when RFMA we went to Denver and we nobody knew nobody had a clue what would the next morning bring. It certainly was complicated in the last two years in business and certainly for Riffman has been complicated, but this is time to celebrate. It's time to reconnect to people. Let's get out. Let's go see each other. Let's change lives. Let's change the world. We can do that together.
1: Well, Nashville's a a great place to do that. <laughs> that that might change us. It might change <laughs> us. That's right. I think it probably it probably will. You know, Debbie. One of the things I missed, I was going to ask you actually was, and I know you have held on to this educational director part, and you have a new a new hire coming in, and she's going to be amazing. Um, but there is definitely a growing skill gap in FM, and, and education seems to be on the mind of everyone I talk to, and starting to get that, and and a lot of people are older, and they're they're aging out of FM. For you guys and your educational sessions, which I know is important, uh, you know, it's something that we look forward to every year. Are you seeing a lot of questions and demand on, on those educational sessions kind of go up as you go into this year?
2: You know, I think that um, every year people are super excited to see what it is we're going to bring. And, and we always hope to bring like cutting edge information that you might not get somewhere else. Um, we have been talking a lot about the, the trades gap and the, you know, just information for first-time attendee, tours that kind of thing. Um, we've formed a task force, and it's um, not quite off the ground yet, but to maybe work with some VOTEC schools and, and try oh, to get wow. to kids at an earlier age. Um, we haven't really rolled that out yet, but we intend to make that a big priority after the conference. Um, I've talked to some of the VOTEC, or they call them career centers now. Um To see how we can get that started, so we are looking at that. um we're gonna do an industry trends survey at the conference. The advisory council is going to help us with that, so a lot of good information going out, but yeah, the education at the conference looks really, really good, and I think that um people will be pleased with that.
1: I'm excited to jump into those sessions, and I know Jim is, and every year education's really it's really a core part of, of our culture here and I know it is for you guys too. Um, Jim, you've been really focused on education for most of your career here uh, and, and how did that get started for for you? Well,
3: it's either growing or dying. I mean that's the old the old saying growing or dying and if you if you understand that from one week to the next I mean like we said earlier 37 years as a CEO, I'm starting brand new this year because everything is different. And without getting connected, and you know, education and experience, you got. I tell my crew all the time. I tell the entire company, you got to connect to committees or staff or or peer groups where you you can feel like you're opening, and you have to open before they can pour into you. And to connect to other groups, that's a key way to do that. That means you got to serve somebody else. And you get on a you get on a board on a committee. You do something. You serve. You're going to get smarter. The more you teach, the smarter you get. So that's really, really a big deal for us. And years ago, I said, you know, if I'm going to send you to school, you got to go home and get your spouse to go. And, and I'm going to pay for both. But I realized that I was growing one part of a family, and that was a mistake. And I just said, we're going to educate everybody. If you're on the team, I want both people going. And uh, that's really, it's been, it's been really good to do that. And some people, I just say, you can't go if you can't convince your spouse. And sometimes they can't (laughs) convince their spouse to go. And I'm sorry, but I I can spend a lot of time growing one person, but that's going to create problems at home. And I recognized that for many years and that I was the problem, not the solution. And so education is critical. I want everybody, extended family and so on. You know, our core value, number one, is family first. We need to grow families and spend time with family education is critical whether you go to a collegiate course or you go to something else, but boards, committees, those are significant opportunities to grow.
1: Yeah, I've been on uh, committees for RIFMA for almost the entire time I've been in RIFMA. And you know, I did the member uh, membership committee, which was awesome. I like for four years. And then the last uh, couple of years, I've been on the Vendor Voice. And I tell you, it, it grows you because the people that get on these committees, they're really committed to serving and they're committed to doing something together and, and really influencing and making RIFMA as a whole better uh, and and creating all kinds of new change. And I've learned. I've learned so much just from the vendor voice this last couple of years. Um, so I think that's an important part uh, of, of being a, in RIFMA. I'm sure. How's the demand for being on committees? Have you seen it kind of go up in the last, the last two years?
2: Um, I think people... We always have an influx of people. You know, we do it every January. We do a call for volunteers. We have some people that don't ever want to leave a committee, and yeah. so that's uh, that's that's always a good feeling. But we also try to give new people a, a chance as well. So um, I have some people on the conference curriculum committee that have been there for a long, long time, and Ryan <laughs> keeps telling me two years, Deb. <laughs> two years. <laughs> I, can't seem to, I can't seem to do that. I just because they do so much work. They're yeah. so passionate about what they do. You know. So, yeah, we have we have great volunteers. I I uh, I'm very excited about all the people that are involved because that really is the way to get to know people and to build those business relationships. You know, you see a lot of people at the conference and you have a few minutes together. But in those committee meetings, you're really making decisions for the association and and the leadership is there. And I think it's just a great opportunity for people to get more plugged in.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, we're going to run up against a commercial break. We're going to pause for a second. We're going to thank our sponsors, and then we'll be right back.
0: Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326. Or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today.
1: Welcome back to this show. I, of course, am your host, Sean Black, and we're here with our friends over at RIFMA, Debbie Kinzel, the new CEO, and Jim Robinson from CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited because we're talking about RIFMA uh, 2022 annual convention and, of course, you know, all the transition and changes from the last year and, Debbie, your journey so far as a new CEO But I'm excited to hop into talking about the conference, because that's really what is, you know, I know the buzz is about right now and and kind of jumping into it. Uh, I wanted to kind of see, uh, you know, what we should expect this year going to Nashville. Debbie, tell us a little bit about it.
2: Oh, goodness. We've got so much going on. Um, We've got welcome signage, like digital signage at the airport. So when you get there, you'll know you're there for RIFMA. Nice. Um, yeah, and then the convention center's doing like these wraps on the outside for all the sponsors and so people will know where they're at. They'll know where Rhythm is for sure. And we have, oh, we have 24 uh educational sessions. We've got three signature speakers. We've got a keynote speaker, Kevin Brown. We've got uh Henry Cho, don't know if you've ever heard him. He's a great comedian. He's our MC on, for the RFMEs. Nice. Um just got a really good lineup, really good, you know, and then our exhibit floors sold out. And uh, so very excited about that. Attendance is up. Attendance is up. Attendance is up. We are really almost back to pre COVID numbers. So man, that's crazy. Um, that's we're so awesome. really thrilled about that.
1: Jim, you've been to Nashville once or twice. <laughs>
3: I have been. I go down there for different reasons. I'm in some different committees, different conferences. Uh, I uh, participate in Ramsey Solutions, different events down there. But I love Nashville. It's a great, good vibe, a lot of good people down there. It's an outstanding place to have a conference. And no less than where they chose to have this is outstanding. <laughs> because you're so close proximity to everything that you want to experience, feel, emotionally, visually... Very good spot to go. If, if you're not going to this one, you're missing out on a big deal. You should be there.
1: I agree. In fact, actually, that brings me to what I was going to ask you because in years
2: past, you guys have done this at the Gaylord, right? We we have, and we did do the Gaylord in 2016 yep. in Nashville, and I don't think you could have had a better a better show than we did whenever um, we did our opening session at the Grand Ole Opry. You know that was. That was pretty special. It was really cool. Um, I like
1: that one. It's early this, in the morning, but man, it was good.
2: Yeah. But just like Jim <laughs> said, this is like a different vibe and it's a downtown experience. And, you know, the way we do our shows is we try to go central, east or west every three years. And that way it gives um, people in that area less expense to get there. You know, that's our, our you know, process on figuring out where we're at. We normally do a Gaylord because they just fit us really, really well. But this is what we call a citywide. And, um, you know, I think it'll be so fun, too, because all the hotels are like really, really close. Yeah, they are like walking and everything's distance. happening at the convention center. Nothing's happening at one of the hotels. So um, it doesn't really matter where you're staying.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's exciting. That music center, I've, I am looking forward to kind of getting into. I've not been there. I've been to a lot of other places in Nashville. Uh, a lot of you remember. Went, I remember.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's it's probably one of the prettiest convention centers I've ever seen.
3: Yeah. You know, it is. I agree it, with that. That is an awesome place to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're excited for that. I know every year kind of seems to get better and a little better and a little better. Production value goes up. You guys are do such a good job. I remember from the when I started, which was San Diego, uh, till now and and it's just been impressive. The uh, presentations and the keynote speakers just seem to keep getting better, man. They're amazing. Uh, I know your keynote speaker is a a big part, you know, of the event uh, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kind of what they bring to the table. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about your keynote speaker? I know you brought him up a little bit ago, but.
2: Yeah. um, Kevin uh, Brown is just, it was so funny. We had him last time we were in Nashville. We had him as a breakout speaker and he was so good. And everybody came up to me afterwards and said, oh my goodness, why didn't you use him for the keynote? And I felt like it was kind of a missed opportunity. He talks about the hero effect and how everybody's a hero, you know, in their own life and just a super great guy. And in this time, with all the stress and all the change and all the things that have happened to people, I just felt like it was really, really a good time to bring him in as the keynote. And I I think everybody will be blown away by him. But like I said, we have a lot of good speakers at the conference. We do several paid speakers that are our big names, you know, that are have great content. Um so I'm looking real forward to all of that.
1: It'd be exciting. Jim's my hero.
2: Jim's a lot of people's <laughs> hero.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jim, if you had okay. to pick if you had to this is funny. If you had to pick a hero, if you had one, who would it be? A hero? Yeah. Everyone's a hero. I would have I would have to say my father.
3: Uh, even though I hated him as a kid, you know, I was this rebellious punk kid that was just stupid. And uh, oddly enough, I started CGP at 19 years old. And I can tell you that's the true. gifts he he <laughs> gave me, as much as I resisted, he taught me how to serve people. He was a minister, but he taught me how to serve people and I resisted that first. And then when I figured out that that's really why we're here, it changed my world and certainly changed how I do business. Uh, we're in four or five states in a lot of offices and that that's not without him. He's truly my hero, and he did a lot of amazing things for a lot of people, and that today is who I am. So, yeah, that's my hero. That's that's awesome. If you
2: had to pick a hero,
1: who would it be for you?
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, I have lots of heroes. I have lots of heroes, but I do. I'm kind of like Jim. I have a very strong family and very blessed to have both my parents still. And And watching them, my dad um, got sick over the past year. He's still not, like, out of bed completely. And just watching the two of them, they've been married a little over sixty-seven years, and no way, and so uh, awesome! Just the way they're interacting with each other, they are such an inspiration to me. So that's probably my heroes is those nice. two. I love very that, very cool.
1: I can't wait to see them. I think it's giving a really good uh, keynote, and oh, yeah. uh, and it's you know it's one of those things that it gives you the opportunity to kind of take something away from every you know from every keynote. It's a little bit different. Uh, but you you take something away that inspires you. Some of the keynotes that you guys have had over the years have definitely inspired me in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, it, it, a lot of them really kind of inspired me to get started on even doing what I do here, you know, doing the podcast. So you just you just never know, you know, what you're going to get yeah. out of it. That's really, really cool. Well, we're almost out of time. I can't even believe it. I know. We can't, we can't be out of time. It's impossible. And it, well, it <laughs> happens. And it, we're about there. Uh, but, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, I wanted to see uh, if you could maybe share with us your biggest aha moment this last year at RhythmA, all the way from the start to now. If you had one, what would it be for you, Debbie?
2: I think that my biggest aha moment is probably just how important it is to build a culture at your office that is so solid and so that servant leadership type culture yeah. that you are irreplaceable to your members or or you're such an asset to your members. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's what we've always tried to do is make our members feel like they're our family and and we're here to serve them and do whatever we can do for them. And I think that's just having that and having a team that believes that same thing is just, it's irreplaceable. It's just, it's a good place to be.
1: Feels good. It's like all engines, you know, revving and going in the same direction in one time.
2: Yep, that's how it feels.
1: You can't beat it.
3: Yeah, Jen, what about you? Do you have an AHA this year? You know, I have AHAs all the time, but I would say this year, I've really been focused on uh, not being needed. And oddly enough, as you're not needed, you're really wanted. And people want to gravitate to you. They naturally do that when they no longer need you. It's when they need you is when they don't ever want you to be around. <laughs> And so that's really an impact this year that I've really just kind of been paying attention more closely to that, that, uh, in, you know, the, some of the things I've experienced this year, the death that, uh, of our president at ECTLC, that was really, uh, it was a big eye opener for me and understanding how wanted he is. And he's really not needed. He did a lot of groundwork. He put a lot of things in play, but So that was really a focus for me this year, and it still is, it will continue to be, but is uh, making sure everybody's growing so they don't need me, but they'll want me because they want to continue, you know, to experience new things and so on that I can offer, can give, or that I feel. But to Debbie's point, the culture is critical. Servant leadership, you know, you've been around a long time, that's that's our practice, that's what I believe wholeheartedly in. if you serve everybody else first, you'll be taken care of, and you won't have to worry about it. Lou Holtz says no matter what you do, if you do it extremely well, all your needs will be met, and then so yeah. and he was one of my first uh events some thirty some odd years ago that I went to, and that guy impacted me in a big way and I've been off you know had seen him two or three times since then, but he's a true impact in my life so be a good servant leader, and don't be needed. Be wanted. That way, you know you've turned the corner.
1: Tie your shoelaces.
3: Tie your shoelaces. Tie your, shoelaces. That's your
1: shoelaces. <laughs> I I always like Lou because he always kind of has that. You know, start small. Tie your shoelaces. Put your put your shoe, your socks on right and get them tied up. Get, set yourself up for yeah. success. That's fun. Yeah, I love those. This is a great aha moment, you guys. All right, so we're gonna wrap up. We're we're totally out of time. Uh, but before we go. If you guys could give us one piece, we'll start with you, Debbie. If you give us one piece of advice, kind of a must-know before you go for Rhythm 2022, what would it be, Debbie?
2: Well, I think the thing that I would tell anybody that's an attendee or an exhibitor is you're gonna get back what you put into the conference. Go and, and be there and be present. You know, make the most of your time there. Make sure that you, you know, you're there, you're you're away from the office. Leave your office at your office if you can. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but just try to to stay present and and meet new people and, and go by. I mean, we have a lot of new exhibitors. We have a lot of first-time attendees. So try to meet somebody new. Love it. Yeah.
3: Jim? Um, I, when you get out of comfort zone is where the biggest opportunities are. And if if you have a little fear about getting to Nashville, I'd say go in fear then. But get a, get uncomfortable. Make yourself get there because going to RIFMA in Nashville, it's going to impact you in a profound way, in a big way. Not only where you're going, but because it's RIFMA that you're going to. So be there. Get a little uncomfortable. I'm sorry you're going to be scared getting on the plane. I'm sorry you may be scared to be in the conference. But go. You're going to be safe. Rules are, numbers are. You're going to be perfectly healthy and fine. Get a little uncomfortable. Go there. You're going to grow. You're going to learn. You're going to connect. Let's go. Be there.
1: Meet some new people, man.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm looking so forward to seeing y'all.
1: Yes, it's going to be exciting. Thank you so much, Debbie, for joining us. I'm excited. Uh, and we'll have to get that schedule figured out. So we get you back <laughs> okay. at the end of this conference. I'll work with your people. My people will call your people, whatever it takes. We'll <laughs> make this happen. And uh, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. So cool uh, to have to you be on here. and do the podcast with us. Uh, And then everyone who's listening uh, out there on your favorite pod platform. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, hit like, leave us a comment. If you have a question for Debbie, put it in there. We'll make sure she gets it. And uh, everyone who is watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe. If you like the value that we're bringing, the information and stuff you're learning about uh, amazing organizations like RIFMA, then just give us a like. And then don't forget to hit that little bell so you'll know when amazing videos come out. Uh, from uh, you know cgp and fm evolution and you can learn more about rifma right there. Thank you guys so much. much. Thanks for joining us. Good seeing you Debbie. We'll see you guys for having me on Sean. Thank you.
3: See you guys. Bye.
0: BGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace.